Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Well, check off your to-do list at Macy's. I mean, I love weddings. Don't you love weddings? I love going to a wedding, but you have to be really careful with how you get dressed for a wedding because, all right, we all know you're not supposed to wear white, right? You can't wear white unless they tell you to wear white. And you really don't want to wear black because if you wear black, unless they tell you to wear black, then it feels like you're going to a funeral maybe, or you're depressed. Anyway, you know what I'm saying. You have to be really careful about what you're going to wear to a wedding. So pulling together the perfect wedding look, not that easy. But when you go to Macy's, they've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, and jewelry by the way, even skincare and makeup. So you can pull together a look for any dress code. I love one-stop shopping and Macy's has it all. They've got your glow up covered. So fabulous. All the things you need all in one spot. Check out Macy's wedding shop to help you get celebration ready at macy's.com slash wedding shop. This is Heather Dubrow's world, and now you can live in it two times a week right here on Podcast One. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, my gosh. So by the time you guys listen to this, we will have filmed the reunion. So just picture me somewhere in a tequila haze. That's where I am right now. Good news for me. Good news for you is that Jenny Mullen is on the show today, and she is so funny and so fun. And Terry and I had the privilege of being on her new podcast which I think is out this week, um, called Third Wheel with Jenny Mullen. And um, we're going to talk about her new book and life and kids and lunches and all of it. So stay tuned because Jenny Mullen's coming up next. This is Heather Dubrow's World. Uh, so excited about my next guest. We met actually, I don't know, a couple of months ago, I think, but I feel like we've been friends for a long time. She doesn't yes. know that, but I know that she's so funny. She's a New York times bestselling author. She's got an amazing Instagram. She's host of the new podcast, third wheel. She's got amazing book that we're going to talk about city of likes and a cookbook coming out. And I have a lot of like, you know, um, uh, I, I, I'm very jealous of her meals that she makes her child. I feel very inadequate. We're going to talk about that too. Please welcome Jenny Mullen. Hi. Hi. How are you? Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. Um, I, there, I feel like we have so much to talk about, I, but I, I kind of just want to start with your book. I love it. Because, all right, so for all of you that haven't read it yet, so it's called City of Likes, and it's so good and it's so relevant to so much that's going on right now, being moms, social media. I mean, honestly, all of it, We're, like as I was reading it, because I feel like I followed you for so long, I kept going like, how much of this is autobiographical? Like, what is it? Yes. Is it just all of it? Like, wh where did this come from? Well, I think, you know, I, so I started writing this book three years ago and I knew I, I was real. I was in at that point in time, I had just had my second son and I was sort of grappling with this, the world of social media and like this idea of, yeah. how can I be the mom I want to be, but like still like, you know, there's this pressure with social media to like show people what a good mom you're being and like, do I, and where do I draw the line and what's real and what's fake. And if you are so busy curating your life online for other people and trying to show everybody, you know, look how I'm showing up for my kid, how present are you actually in your kid's life? 
And for me, I always had, and I'm sure, again, how you parent is a complete reaction to how you were parented. And for me, I, I never wanted my kids to feel like there was something bigger than them, something that was like taking my attention away from them. But like most people, I was addicted to this external validation from strangers and the, the, you know, just the likes and the, all of the stuff that comes with it and just building something and, and watching sort of what you put, what you put in with social media does come back to you. Unlike other jobs, unlike acting, for instance, where you can write right. forever into like an ether and nothing ever happens. But with social media, it's like my, my writing career was launched on Twitter. So for me, it's always been a part of, it's been a big part of my career. And I didn't, I think Sid now knows what Instagram is, but he still doesn't even understand it. I, I've kept them so sheltered because I'm so paranoid about it. Yeah, but they're um, young. How old are your kids? Sid's eight now, but it's just my own guilt, you know? And, um, and with, with Laszlo, there was just this feeling of like, I'm watching the women around me now take parenting and exploit it in order to kind of like make the, make a, have a career have their own kind of like career path with this, like now I'm a mommy influencer. And I got into that scene and like the bottomless pit that Instagram is, it's like, you know, give me a little and I just want more and more and more. So where's the boundary? And it just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed. And for me, you know, it's like about, I don't want to show their faces. I I have so much anxiety about, you know, just protecting them in general. Uh Um, and I knew, okay, I'm not going to write a memoir about this. And, and, you know, there was just kind of too much about it that I burned too many bridges. So I knew I'm like, it has to be fiction. It has, has to be fictionalized, but I want to tell my story. I want to tell my truth about this, the underbelly of it. If you it's, will. And it's so real too. I mean, I was just reading it and I totally get it. And I sort of vacillate because I've got some friends who do this very curated Instagram. And yeah. I don't, like, I suck at this. I really, like, I yeah. have one girlfriend that's always saying to me, Heather, if I had your platform and if you gave me your phone, I could, pl-. I'm like, right. I don't know. Like, if one of the kids has it making a face, like, I post it anyway. If we don't have a good time, I don't post it. Like, my aunt will call yes. me and be like, was your anniversary not good? I'm like, why? She's like, you didn't post a picture. I'm like, yeah, you pissed me off. Like, I just, yes. I, I can't do that. But, but what I vacillate between is, you know, looking at those curated Instagrams and like envying it uh-huh. and being disgusted by it. Cause I know it's not true. And I know the truth yes. of that friend or those friends or that person and what's going on in real life. But it's funny. Yeah. Then I said to Terry, I was like, Oh, it's so irritating, you know, cause I know the truth is this. And he goes, they're trying to make a brand. They're trying to, uh-huh. you know, be a mom fluencer or whatever they're trying yeah. to be like, who cares? And then I'm like, Oh, okay. You're right. But then I can't, but, but I go back and forth thinking like, it's good. Go do that. Or like, it's fake. Why are you doing that? Yes, totally. Oh my God. For sure. Yes. It's such a fine line. (laughs) And it drives me insane. Yeah. No, I think so many of us are just like wrapped up in it. And that's, Uh, part of the problem. I think we, you know, you can't look away regardless. <laughs> I know even Twitter I've been saying lately. So, all right. So 
when I was a scripted actress, it was before social media. So, you know, we didn't yes. have any of this stuff, but, but right. when I started housewives 10 years ago yes. and Twitter and Instagram and all that was starting, you know, there were trolls and stuff, but I, I mean, now 10 years later, I can't believe how mean Twitter has become. Oh yeah. I, I know what happened. It's psychotic. I think that when Donald Trump was elected, comedy died online. You couldn't be funny without getting in trouble. Uh, You could only be angry. That Mm -hmm. was the only thing you could really do and get away with. Yeah, Um, it was very polarizing. You know, when when Twitter first came out, it was such an amazing democratization of of comedy because you could be a writer wherever and suddenly you're competing with like the Danny Zuckers of the world. And you're like, you know, it was, it was like, who, who was the funniest joke? Um, and that really, yeah. When Trump got into office, I feel like it, it really changed the tone there. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's a lot of hate. So why do you block your kids faces out? So for me, I don't want well, one, I'm so scared. I'm like, they are so <laughs> like somebody's going to, but like, what are you scared? Of? I mean, look, I'm scared too. I'm like like I'm a neurotic scared. Jewish mother. Like yes, I get I'm it. A, Although- I'm a neurotic Jewish mother and I live in New York city. So my kids are on the street. They're not in cars. They're not going from like a back, a backyard in like, you know, LA, Westchester. Their right. school. Yeah. they're literally walking. They're taking the subway and, and I have friends who are influencers here whose kids I'm like, Oh, that's so-and-so's kid. Just plainest day with their nanny at the park. And it, that scares the shit out of me. Yeah. I just, and I don't like, you know, there's paparazzi here. There's just, there's people that'll get like, st- come straight up to you in a way that I never experienced in LA. But I think also it comes back to this idea of, I don't want, you know, I know that eventually my kids are going to put me in the bring me to therapy and be like, you did this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. Yeah. Well, you're going to send them to therapy for something. I'm exactly. And I'm like, fuck, that's going to be one of them. They're going to be like, you exploited my childhood. You, (laughs) there are photos of me all over the internet. So I'm just trying to like mitigate damages. Right. Right. But it's that it's, I'm so caught up in just like, I mean, I freak out if I say um, something even about, I don't know. I was even when I'm using Sid's voice for something, I was thinking, Oh, I could use his voice on my podcast. Have him like come in and talk to me. And I'm like, no, people will fall in love with him. They'll fall in love with him. <laughs> so I'm just neurotic. Well, I've totally blown it in that arena because like, you know, everyone now knows my children, but your kids are a little bit older. So you're lucky. They are. But well, so when we started the show, they were little, like my youngest was nine months old when we started. That's true. But you do live in like a community where you're, they're not just like wandering the roads. They are. And we're not in the city and it's like living in the suburbs and it's like a little bubble and all of that. You still have to be careful, but yes, we we are a little more protected here, but they were little and they used to just run in and like, you'd pat them on the head and they would leave. They, they didn't really do anything, but now they're, you know, they're characters. Now they're characters, but you know, it's funny. Like when, so before they asked me to come back, yeah. We had shot, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but we shot a pilot uh-huh. called um, Growing Up Dubrow. It didn't start out being like that because as you right. know, TV like never, I'm like looking at my vision boards. It's like there's pictures over here, but it was supposed to be a design show about this house I'm building in Idaho. Oh, wonderful. And it weirdly morphed into a thing about the kids. And yeah. so we, we shot this and we were taking it out and then they asked me to come back on Housewives and Terry and I had to have a talk about it. And I was like, you know, I don't know if I want them to be in the center of a show because, you know, these shows are all conflict yep. and resolution. I don't want them to be the conflict. 
Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I thought, I think when we decided, because, you know, one of the reasons we came back is we wanted to show our family and talk about, you know, that some of our kids are gay and it's, you know, we have very open conversations in our house and try to like help other families have those open conversations and and all, which is great. And it's been, it's been amazing. I mean, honestly, I'm very proud of all that and the platform that they gave us, but there's a difference between sort of trying to control that narrative as much as you can and protecting them while being able to tell their stories and using your platform for good than exploiting them. And I just felt like if we did that show, like just about us, I don't know. It felt a little too much like that. That's what I'm scared of. That's what my Instagram can, because I like, I'm a writer by my, like, that's just what I do. I make Jason in, you know, into the story and my, my doorman, they all become like weird characters. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm gonna do it to the kids. So I can't let myself go there. I mean, I could like write the shit out of a Sid character, but I can't do it. Well, I know. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, but even on your podcast, we're going to talk about your podcast, but this particular podcast, you're talking to couples and relationships and all that. But how do you, and this is true for people on social media too, but you are a writer, you are a storyteller. Um, How do you navigate that? Because you, I mean, look, as storytellers, we use what's in front of us, right? So your family is there. And then my muses. Yeah. So how do you walk that line and not give up their stories, but be able to tell yours? It's so hard, Heather. It's so hard. This is Heather Dubrow's World. All right. Well, you guys know that me and Terry, especially Terry, are super flossers, right? Now, the question is, what kind of floss are you using? And what kind of flosser are you? Are you an everyday flosser, an aspiring flosser? You trying to get folks in your life to floss, maybe some children? Coco floss is amazing. The yummiest sense, the best texture, incredible efficacy and comfort while flossing. Cocoa Floss delivers superior textured floss specially designed to scrub away plaque. Cocoa Floss was founded by two sisters, a dentist and an artist on a mission to make flossing fun, motivating, and rewarding for everyone. Cocoa Floss is like a loofah for your teeth. It's a woven floss made up of more than 500 textured interwoven filaments. It actually snatches plaque and debris from between your teeth and gums. Typical floss kind of glides over plaque while Cocoa Floss captures it. Plus, Cocoa Floss is scented to make flossing fun. Strawberry, Cara Cara Orange, Coconut, Delicious Mint, plus the limited edition scents, Vanilla Bean, that one's my favorite, Dark Chocolate, Passion Fruit, and Sweet Pineapple. Free of parabens, SLS, and PFAs, and each spool is made from recycled water bottles. So go to CocoaFloss.me slash Heather to get 20% off site-wide and free shipping there's a four-piece set, so you can try four different fragrances. That's C-O-C-O-F-L-O-S-S, cocofloss.me slash Heather, and the discount will automatically be applied at checkout, all lowercase. Orders over $20 ship free in the United States. You deserve a fresh start in all parts of your life, even at work. Take your team to the next level with a hiring partner that makes it simple to find candidates with the right skill. That's Indeed, because if you're hiring, you need Indeed, because Indeed is the hiring partner where you could attract, interview, and hire all in one 
place. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. I mean, Indeed makes it easy to hire great talent. According to Comscore, Indeed is the number one site worldwide. So start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash Heather. Offer valid through April 30th. Go to Indeed.com slash Heather to claim your $75 credit before April 30th. Indeed.com slash Heather. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now back to Heather Dubrow's world. Yes, even, I mean, at least now my book's fiction, you know, but like so many things in there are based on real experiences. And it's, it's so hard, but I can't memoir right now has to be off limits for me. I I couldn't write a memoir. I'd lie. I would totally lie. I just couldn't. couldn't, No, I couldn't be authentic. I'd be like, no, that doesn't sound good. That's not fun. (laughs) I wouldn't be good at that. All right. So did you have an affair with a girl? Oh, that's funny. You're the first person to ask me that. Um, no, no, I didn't. Um, but I've had a lot of relationships that are very similar to that. And that was yeah. based off of um, just like, yeah, I, I, I would say it was based off. She's definitely a composite, but it was, it was based off of, I, I do fall under the influence of narcissists all the time. I collect them and then I find myself wrapped up and I have definitely had relationships that have taken me out of my marriage and my responsibilities to sort of my partner, because I'm just like serving a narcissistic friend. And, um, yeah, I mean, I've had relationships. I've, I, I've definitely, I've had relationships with women when I wasn't married. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about that, but I didn't, um, but no, that wasn't really the, the, it wasn't sort so, like, I never say in there, you know, whether I'm like, is Meg gay? Is she not? Cause it's kind of not really about that. It's, it wasn't, that's not relevant. Yeah, exactly. And I felt that it was more important to sort of show how women, the dynamic and how you can get so You're like, what do I want from you? I don't even know. Do I want to be you? Do I want to fuck you? Do I want to like, you know, I want you to save me from myself in some way. Yes. So it's, it was really more about that. Yeah. Cause what I got from it, honestly, what it wasn't yeah. even like, even though there's a sexual, a small sexual thing, but it's like women date each other. We do. And we do, we're, yes. we do, and we're attracted to each other and we yes. date each other and we love each other. And I think mm-hmm. that's why, you know, when there's a, a friend problem, it's like a breakup and it's like, a oh morning, I mean, it's so all encompassing, but I, to me, when I read that, that relationship, I totally got it. Yes. Yes. I sort of felt it viscerally. I was like, oh yeah, this is what we do. Right. And you've been, I, I mean, I've been in it so many times, not even realizing I'm in it. And then all of a sudden it's like, here I go again. And it's like, this person's a mentor. And yet they're like, I want, you can, I already, I can tell like when I start to get anxious, when they're, the telephone's ringing, you know, it's like, oh, I'm in an unhealthy, I'm in a toxic relationship with a woman again. Yes. No, I totally get that. So let me ask you this. So you were, you were saying before about how we parent the way we were parented. 
Okay. Well, I think our is a direct reaction to however we were parents. It's a reaction. Okay. Right. I love that because I always say like, you can't control where you come from, but to a certain yes. extent you can control, you know, where you go to, cause you can make yes. your future. So like for me, um, which I've talked about before, but my, my parents never talked about anything and they were very closed off and not emotional at all. I'm like literally the polar opposite, but they were also like very jealous. It was like, who does she know? It's like, you know, that thing that, that the parents do sometimes, like when someone gets into the college, you want to go, well, did you know her father is on the board? It's like that thing. It took me personally years to break that cycle out of myself Yes. What was, what's your thing that your cycle that you're breaking with your kids? I think my cycle that I'm breaking with my kids, one, one that I'm not breaking, which is like so bad, it's horrible. But so I always say that my dad gave me almost like too much, too much self-confidence. People always (laughs) were amazing. You know, like a Jewish mother where I'm that way to sit. I'm like, you're the best one. There's nobody better than you. Anyway, the other night, my son's talking about now like crushes and people having crushes on him in school. It's, it, this is the first time it's happening. And he's like, yeah. he's like collecting them. They're like, they're Pokemon. He's like, I've got a Maddie. I've got so-and-so. And I, he, and I said, do you have a crush on any of them? He's like, no, I think I'm going to just be one of those guys that everyone has a crush on. And I was like, Sid, that's terrible. And he's like, well, mom, did anybody have a crush on you when you were young? And I was like, yes, everybody. <laughs> was like, everybody loved it. I'm like, oh my God. It's just because like Jason always is like, it's so annoying. You know, you think, but, but I do think it set me up to like, not be like dicked over by guys. Cause I was always like, my dad told me that I'm amazing. <laughs> I'm just going to walked in with like a sense of like, I deserve to be treated well. <laughs> so I haven't broken that. And I'm That's now good, though. That's a positive that onto my kid who's just getting the biggest head imaginable. Um, but I definitely think that I'm trying to break this. So for me, they were never, my parents are both, they just were never listening. They were both like so wrapped up in their own thing that they didn't listen and they didn't sort of see me. And I think that's why I became an actor. Yeah. <laughs> and I always say to Jason, I'm like, I just want to love my kids and give them enough attention that they never want to be actors. Isn't that so funny? I never thought about it like that, but it is like that. It's like somebody love me. Well, and it's like, wait, these two people have to sit in the dark and listen to me for two hours on a stage. I mean, yeah, I want that career. (laughs) Best day ever. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) exactly. You get paid. It's like a win-win. Wonderful. Yes, exactly. That's so funny. Um, so you, so neither of them have a penchant for performing. You don't see any, I mean, with you and Jason, they, someone's got to be a performer. It's so actually, it does scare me. And that's the one thing I'm like, I guess I can't like sort of, I have, I have to consider some of it is just genetic. When Sid says to us at night, I'm the main character of this family. <laughs> oh my God. And then Laszlo recently, so he, this was, he, he's four now. When he was three, he had that nursemaid's elbow where you pull in, where, you know, somebody pulls your elbow and it pops out. Okay. So the first time it happened, I took him to urgent care. We x-rayed it. They popped it back in. He was fine. We brought him home. About two weeks later, I'm, I'm literally about to walk into a show. I, I'm in Midtown, I'm about to walk into this theater. I get this frantic call from my sister-in-law. She's like, it's happened again. Laszlo's arm is out of the socket. He's not moving. He's like, walking around that house, like holding his arms, sobbing. And now, and Sid did it this time. So Sid's under the table, neurotic, like, Oh my God, my parents are going to kill me. We come, we take Laszlo back to the urgent care and he's sitting there 
And all of a sudden, it was almost like that Kaiser Sose moment from Usual Suspects. He just accidentally uses the other arm. And he's like, so anyway, and the nurse looks at him. She said, I'm sorry, which arm, ma'am? Which arm is hurt? And Lazo just takes both hands above his head. And he's like, just kidding. I'm like, oh my God, he's a sociopath. Oh my God, that's so funny. I'm, I'm like, Jason, so one is Woody Allen and one is like method actor, like Daniel Day-Lewis. He's using a cane around my house. Like, oh my God. Kidding? By the way, you're screwed. They're both going to be actors. I know. I'm like, this is my fucking, yeah. This you is better get them into like fencing or some shit like that. Oh, I'm trying everything. I'm, I'm literally, and Jason's always mad at me. He's like, why do you talk so much shit about acting? And I was like, well, it's like the worst profession. It's you the no worst profession ever. It's the worst thing yeah. ever. It's the rejection. But it's also like the yeah. best thing ever. I guess. And that's what Jason says. But I'm just like, Jason, no, like let them act. I mean, let them write. Let them like create their own stuff. Let them do anything else. But let somebody, but wait around for the phone to ring. It's, I mean, but you know, the only good thing though is like, again, years ago, before I had my kids, you know, there weren't 4,700 channels and, and streamers true. and different ways to make content. So when I went from like full-time working person on the set to full-time stay-at-home mom, yes, I mean, like I thought yeah. my head was going to explode. There wasn't, but now, you know, there's just so many ways to make content that That's I think that, that they're lucky. They don't have to sit and wait for the agent to call. That's what we used to do. That's why and I'm married to one of those. I'm married to like a true actor for hire. Who's like, you know, has been acting since he was seven years old. And he's just like, he doesn't do the other stuff. He's more just like, okay, where do you need me? You know, I mean, (laughs) I can like film him and make him do social media, but he's not into social media. He's kind of just so old school in that way. I know, but I thought it was really cute. The other day you were posting, maybe it was a couple of weeks ago, but you had finished your book. And you were reading it to him and you were like crying. And it was like so sweet. It was just nice to see you guys together. Oh, thank you. Oh, that was, yeah, that was such like a, yeah, I'll never forget that moment. That was a really intense day. So why'd you decide to move from LA to New York? Well, okay. So that's in my second book. That's literally what happened was I had said, I was in the throes of postpartum depression and we had just bought a new house in LA and I became convinced that this house was haunted, convinced, like I couldn't sleep there alone. I, I called a psychic who told me that the house was haunted it with a ghost dog who had an old man partner. And I'm like, hold on, the dog can stay. The old man partner like has, has to, to go. Leave. He has to leave. And she's like, well, no, he's going to teach Sid historical facts. And I'm, I'm tripping balls. Meanwhile, like I'm on like one line with her, my therapist on the other line. I'm, wa- I'm waiting for somebody to come like sage the entire place. And I just could not get comfortable there. I was scared to death. Jason was doing um, the Heidi Chronicles. So he was in New York at the time. We had a place here already and we were coming for six months. And I thought to myself, you know, it was supposed to be temporary. I just thought yeah. Jason loves New York. His parents are in Jersey. If I can convince him that I want to live in New York, He'll sell that house and then I'll figure out later how to get back to LA. You know, yeah, I just thought yeah. like, I'll figure it out later. I felt safe in New York. I'm on a giant cruise ship. Like it's just yeah. like everything's so small. There are people everywhere. There's no, like, there's only one entrance, one exit. I know that's so funny to me. Most I, people, when they go to New York, they feel like they're like 
you know, in another planet that it's out yes. of control, but it's like, it felt like a safe zone for you. So, safe. so a neighborhood. small. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to drive. So I could, I was writing at that time. So I would go to the coffee shop across the street, write all day, come home to be able to put, sit to bed, be able to do dinner. It was such an easier, smaller life, Yeah, for, you know, for me at the time. Um, and then, you know, we sold the house after only owning it for six months. So I made, I manifested that shit, but then I was stuck in New York and it's been seven years. I'm still here. Are you in the same apartment? No, we ended up getting a bigger place. Uh, and, um, you know, cause at the time that was just a small, it was like a two bedroom. It was a piano uh, tear. Yeah. a tear that we just yeah. had for like when Jason was working back here. Um, yeah. So then we really like committed and now we're here and now your boys are city boys and now they're new yorkers and it's so strange is it i find it weird that my kids because i'm from new york i find it weird that my kids are californians oh yes you have the opposite exactly it's so weird and i mean i'm like 100 years old now but i have actually now been in california longer than i was in new york okay yeah i've been thinking about that that's gonna end up happening and i'm that's so weird right right yes this is Heather Dubrow's World. Listen up, women. If you suffer for any of the broad range of peri or postmenopausal symptoms and you want to be safe and have effective non-drug solutions you can trust, only Bonafide creates proprietary natural medical products that have earned the uncompensated recommendation of over eight thousand three hundred doctors to their patients at an ongoing basis. Bonafide was created to give women an alternative to effectively relieve the symptoms that accompany hormonal fluctuations within our bodies because every woman deserves relief without compromise. So whether it's PMS to menopause and everything in between, these are your products. Give Bonafide a try today. No hormones and no prescription required. Real relief without compromise. So to get 20% off your first purchase when you subscribe to any product, go to hellobonafide.com slash Heather and use promo code Heather. That's hello, B-O-N-A-F-I-D-E.com slash Heather and use code Heather for 20% off at checkout for best prices and free shipping. Go directly to the hellobonafide.com slash Heather website. This is their best offer anywhere. So check it out and use promo code Heather. Is your calendar filling up with weddings and invites? Well, check off your to-do list at Macy's. I mean, I love weddings. Don't you love weddings? I love going to a wedding, but you have to be really careful with how you get dressed for a wedding because, all right, we all know you're not supposed to wear white, right? You can't wear white unless they tell you to wear white. And you really don't want to wear black because if you wear black, unless they tell you to wear black, then it feels like you're going to a funeral, maybe, or you're depressed. About, anyway, you know what I'm saying. You have to be really careful about what you're going to wear to a wedding. So pulling together the perfect wedding look, not that easy. But when you go to Macy's, they've got the latest spring dresses, shoes, and jewelry. By the way, even skincare and makeup. So you can pull together a look for any dress code. I love one-stop shopping, and Macy's has it all. They've got your glow up covered. So fabulous. All the things you need all in one spot. Check out Macy's Wedding Shop to help you get celebration ready at Macy's.com slash wedding shop. Now back to Heather Dubrow's world. But how do you like it? Do you like 
Do you like the city life? It's much, much different for, you know, people that don't understand, like living in New York, is it's fast. Things happen, but there's also culturally so much to do and so much around. Yes. And it's like amazing. I, I love it. it I exhausting? love it because it's so much more diverse. When I was in LA, I felt like I was a doctor who lived at the hospital. Mm. Everybody's in entertainment. Call Even the play dates would devolve into what pilot are you working on? And in New York, nobody does what we do. No, nobody. And I mean, there are people here, but nobody that we hang out with. Um, so it's for, for us, it just feels like such a more normal life. And, and we're able to like, I don't know, breathe and not always be worried about who's on the billboard down the street and who's not. I know. It's really hard. It's like a coal mining town. It's a very strange thing. And it's yes. LA is such a weird place. It's not a city. It's more like white uh, plains. It's like yes. just this weird spread out kind of, yes. And you're always, and it's lonely. Cause I remember, so you know, it's really lonely, whether, yes. whether you're married or single, you have a partner, whatever it is, you go from like your place to your car yep. to the next place to your car. You're just always in a box by yourself. Always. Totally. Yes. But if I could keep my kid in those boxes, I'd show them on social media. <laughs> if I could contain them in bo- little boxes. So do you feel like that there's a time, like, do you have an age in mind where you're going to allow, I mean, again, they're still super young. I, I mean, Coco, I mean, she, she's my fourth kid. She was juggling knives at like three. So I, I, she's I probably it. had a TikTok account since she was born. But, <laughs> but, do, but is there like an age where you feel like, okay, you can have it then? Totally. I feel like when they can like defend themselves from like, some sort of like molester at the park or like some sort of predator, then I feel I'll be fine. Are they in like Krav Maga? Like what are they? Are you you prepping them? (laughs) It's true. I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe when they're like bigger than me, taller than me, then I feel like, okay, they can take care of themselves. That's so funny. So what are the sports in the city? Because, all right. So I know, and you, and this is in city of likes, by the way, again, I'm just going to mention amazing. So much fun. It's great book. Um, but in there, you know, you're talking about the, the kindergarten process to get the yes. kids in the kindergarten in the city, which people don't understand is like the oh most God. traumatic thing ever. Yes. It's like Hunger Games. It's like <laughs> Hunger Games. So in where I live, it's obviously not that bad, but it's still, it was like literally getting my twins, the two oldest ones into kindergarten was the most stressful thing yes. I've ever done. And so when, when it was done and it was over and they ended up at the right school and who fucking cares? And it was all fine. Yes. I promised myself I was never going to stress about this kind of thing again. So I got them a private guidance counselor because we had one, I mean, not the one that puts us in orange jumpsuits, but I had a private guidance counselor and Kayla Silverberg, I remember. And so in, in Chappaqua. And so I got them a private guidance counselor and I said, here you go. Yes. You want to do well in school. You want to listen to this woman, Eva Scalzo. She's fabulous. She's really smart. She'll help you. I don't yeah. care where you go, but if you want choices, go figure it out. And they did. I'm not. Well, that's amazing. That's amazing. You but have did to relinquish. You feel like when you were on, when you were going in with these, when they were getting into preschool, did you go in like Jason and I, like overly cocky in the beginning, where, where because you've been auditioning your whole life, you're like, yes. I got this, please. Please step aside, other parents. Listen, just put me in the room. I'm a game day player. <laughs> and we'd leave, we'd be like, we nailed it. They love like assholes. Douchebags. And like <laughs> when we started getting the letters, and some of the letters were like, you're waitlisted here. And we're like, waitlisted? Wow. 
we're not going to studio. You don't want me to have studio. I'm being cut at producers. Like it was just so. That doesn't happen. I go uh, right to network. I go to network. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was absolutely insane. <laughs> that is so funny. And you know what? I, I love that. So no, so we were overly cocky. I was. Terry didn't care at all. And we're both public school kids. I mean, he grew yes. up in the Valley. Yeah. Um, there was no choice. Like he just went wherever. Right. And so we went to Van Nuys high school Love and it. went through the whole public school system. And I grew up in Chappaqua. I mean, yeah. we had amazing the best public school in the nation, right? They're one of the best, one of the best. I mean, super <laughs> bright kids and everyone that came out of our high school, uh, you know, is either famous for something. They're writers, yes. they're actors, they're, uh, you know, do- famous doctors, like really, really smart together kids, great schools. So I didn't know anything about private school, except you needed to go. And mostly because they're so, the public schools are so not funded that they don't even have art. Like they don't have anything. And I was, I went into the public schools and I'm like, can we, do you do boosters? Can we like send them to this public school and like help boost the thing? But it was just, it it was just like not a tenable situation. No, no, it's so true. That's the other thing with, uh, you know, out West, it's really, there, there aren't a lot of options. There aren't. And so, you know, we got them into the schools and I hated the school. So we didn't get into the school I wanted to go to, the one I was cocky about. And, <laughs> and in your book, you ha- it's so funny. You have like the kids going to the um, interview and like, you do, you like prep them. Yes, and you, you talk to them on the way there and you're like, so listen, make sure you yeah. say this and don't mention that. And then you're, <laughs> and you're like, you make them insane. And then right before they walk in, you're like, have fun. <laughs> totally, totally. Just tied totally. your kid up in knots. It's like the worst thing ever. That is so funny. <laughs> it's so true though. But you know what my big advice, honestly, and yeah. obviously, you know, Sid's already on his track. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sure is, Laz- is Laszlo going to go to the same school? Is he on the same track? Do siblings get an in? I think they get an in, but he's an October birthday. So I think I'm going to hold him back another year. Good idea, especially for boys. Yeah, that's such right. a good idea. But I will tell you this, they all end up at the right spot. They just that's do. What I've heard. That's what I've heard. They do. And so when my kids didn't get into the first school that I wanted them to, I yeah. shoved them in this other school that I despised. And okay. Terry loved it. He was like, this is a fabulous school. I love this. School. Anyway, and then, so boy, girl, twins. So my son ended up staying at that school. My daughter went to a different school. Okay. They actually went to different schools until high school. And now they're they're together in high school, which was weirdly like kind of great for them. That's awesome. Yes. So they can become their own person and they don't have the, yeah. Yeah. My sister's six months younger. It's like too close. You kind of can't be your own individual. (laughs) Yeah. Me me and my sister too are 16 months apart. It was like a lot. And so, yeah, I think you need your own story to tell. And also I feel like as parents, you know, a lot of, I'm going to say us, cause I'm sure I've done this too. It's like, you know, it's, how does it reflect on us and where are they going and what track are they on and all of this right. kind of thing. And so, I mean, sometimes they don't go to the same school and that's okay too. Yes. And sometimes totally. you switch schools and that's okay yeah. too. Yes. Yeah, it's not exactly. a failure. No, because think about us again. It's like, I was also public school and it all worked out. It all, you know, you end up where you're supposed to end up. So how is it being married to another actor? Because, okay, so I married a doctor. 
I think you did it right. That's the yeah, I married a doctor, but now he's a fucking TV person. Now like, you made him an actor. <laughs> I'll never forget, and you'll totally appreciate this. I'll never forget the day he told me he was going to looping. I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> that is so funny. I was like, what do you need a scalpel? Like, what are what are you talking about? Where are That's you like amazing? But it was weird. And I can't remember if we talked about this with you when we were on your podcast, but it is, you know, we don't work together, but we do. Right. So, you know, yeah. he has his job and his shows, and I have my jobs and my shows. And then together, like we write books and we have got this yeah, new show, exactly. Seven Year Stitch, and we've got the stuff, but it's like fun because it's not our main gig. But right. I have to say there was definitely a period of time and probably for me where there was like some resentment, like, I, you know, going from being a full-time working person to a full-time stay-at-home mom, I had three kids, the first three under three. Yes. It was a lot. And I was just like in Orange County and I wasn't working right. and my head was going to explode and all this. And I was like resentful. Yes. Yes, Definitely. Does it, so it, so what, what's the dynamic like with both of you being in that business? Well, when I met him, I definitely was like, I felt, I didn't know if I could date him because I was very annoyed by his fame. I was jealous. I didn't like that he got more attention than me. I felt a little competitive and not a little competitive. I mean, a lot competitive. I was just like, this is annoying. I don't want to be known as your plus one. I don't want to be in a magazine, Jason Biggs and guest. So I've, and he's always like, what did I ever do to you? Why do you resent <laughs> me so much? All I've done is like be supportive of you and your career. And all you've ever tried to do is destroy <laughs> me. But it's true. I mean, so much of my early comedy is about like me trying to bring Jason down <laughs> because I can't handle how, you know, you know, I used to, I, my bio used to read like the girl who took your cell phone picture with Jason Biggs. Cause that was like what I was just blanketly known for. Um, yeah. So it was so annoying for a very long time. So and how'd you get I'm, over that? Cause I think, especially, I think I just couple- worked my ass off until I was like successful enough in my own right. Because otherwise, and I think I still have a chip on my shoulder, but I have an interesting. So my dad is a doctor who does TV. So I have a very similar father that I grew up with, a dad who was on TV, but also writing books and Uh seeing patients. And I always felt like in Arizona, I was Art Mullen's daughter. And then I married Jason. I was Jason Biggs's wife. And so for me, it's always been about like, I am not the guy who's next to me. I'm my own person. (laughs) And so unfortunately, a lot of our couples therapy is about me having to like apologize to Jason and be like, I'm sorry, I do love you. I'm not, I do want what you want. I just also want what I want. Want what I want. Yeah, exactly. This is Heather Dubrow's world. Have you guys heard of Cerebral? It's an online mental health service that offers prescription medication, counseling, and therapy for anxiety, depression, ADHD, insomnia, and more. Listen, guys, uh, there is nothing more important than our mental health and well-being. And I get it. You know, it's been difficult, especially in the last few years, and it's hard to find the right therapist. It can be very expensive. They might not have time for you. You're 
Your insurance might not take it. That's why a place like Cerebral is so important because Cerebral is one of the few services that provides prescription medication online through a licensed provider and ships the medication straight to your door. So you could just skip the pharmacy lines, connect with your counselor and therapist on your own schedule through your laptop or the Cerebral mobile app. Make it convenient for yourself. You don't have to wait weeks to be seen. I mean, 80% of members see a provider within five days. Cerebral is an in-network for several insurance, and they're working every day to grow their partnerships with in-network. Your monthly cost is even lower. And for listeners of this program, you can receive 65% off your first month of medication management and care counseling at Cerebral.com slash Heather. Go to Cerebral.com slash Heather for 65% off your first month. That's just a total of $30 to get started. Join Cerebral today on their mission to make quality mental health care accessible and affordable for all. You're listening to Heather Dubrow's World. It's a very common theme with couples. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I do, even if it's not like a famous thing. And I, and so my theory is this. My theory is everyone wants to be famous. And I don't mean like television famous. Everyone wants to be seen and and recognized. So like you might yeah. be the person, like tell me, like your friends that are in the city that aren't in the business, they yeah. want to be known for someone, something. Laura yes. throws the best parties. Sally makes yes. the best trifle, you know? <laughs> like That's exactly. It's whatever true. it is, yeah. everyone wants to be famous and seen and known for something. So yeah. I think it comes down to that. So whether someone's like, you know, they're in the same business, but someone is more successful or Mm -hmm. maybe someone is, I don't want to say just a stay at home mom because there is nothing harder than being a stay at home mother. That's like the worst job. I mean, that's like the hardest job, hardest, most (laughs) thankless job ever. Oh my God. My, this girl I went to high school with Jen senior. She wrote this book. I'm if I can remember that. Do you know who Jen senior is? You should go look her up. She's so smart. Okay. You'd love her. She writes for the times and um, she has a book called, I think it's called all, all fun and no joy or something. All joy, okay. and no fun. all joy and no fun about raising kids. Oh, that's funny. And no fun. And it's totally that, but I feel like that there's partners that are home with the kids and they're seeing their, their partner go off into the world and do all these things. Yes. And you can build up so much resentment. Oh my God. From that. So quickly. And I can also be okay with it. And then now he's about to go do a movie for six weeks. And I know like the first two days I'll be fine and I'll be nice to him on the phone. And then I'll stop taking his calls. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) That's like my MO. Yeah. And then he'll come back and re-entry will be psychotic and I'm going to be filled with resentment. Yes. And we'll have to do couples therapy and then I'll, you know, be reminded that I still love him. And he'll, he'll remind me that it's not his fault, that he's an actor. <laughs> Wait, re-entry is we'll a, a real thing. Oh my God. It really whether is. It's, whether it's your partner or your kids coming home from sleepaway camp or like yes. what, re-entry is a thing. It's tough. Now I, on a, on a smaller level, not like leaving for six weeks, but go throwing myself back into housewives, I forgot that it's like a job, like, like oh, a, holy, your hours are insane. I'm sure it's crazy. And then on top of like the other jobs I do and the children, like I, I just, I don't know. I guess I hadn't wrapped my brain around it, but I literally, even though I was here, I wasn't here. Totally. 
Totally. And so I had some re-entry too, which was like yes. crazy. So do you guys like set it up a certain way? All right. So he's gone for six weeks. Are, do, do you like have a rule? Like we have to see each other in two weeks or you're going to come visit the children or I'm going to bring them to okay. come see you. So he, he's the type that if I let him, he would fly home every weekend, but that disrupts my flow. So okay. I said, no, you have to stay the fuck, just go and get it done and then come back. I can't deal with you coming in, ruining what I have going. And then leaving again, then I just like, gonna, I'm going to hate you more. So he's like, but I can't stay away from the six fucking full weeks, Jenny. But I am so much like an out of sight, out of mind. I always tell him, I'm like, listen, like, if you die, I'll mourn you. But then like, I'll, I'll rebuild. I'll, I'll be rebuild. okay. No need to worry. Yes. Just make sure all the papers are in order. Exactly. Just tell me where my passport is. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. Uh, but okay, but you really like you're sending him to summer camp. It's like you. You're, yes. It's like there's a visiting day. I'll bring you a cold egg roll, but you can't come Thank home. You. Yes, you can't come home. Yes, exactly. And he doesn't. He just stays for six weeks. Well, he's never done that. He usually does come back, and it's annoying. But this time, I said, "Listen, you got to try to just stay as long as you can, and then come back." We'll write letters. You can write me a letter. Exactly. Have him write you letters. What did you guys do for Valentine's Day? So our Valentine's Day is always a little weird because my son is born the day after. Okay. So Sid's always like, so I said, you know, we're going to have a party on Saturday and then we're going to have dinner on Tuesday. And he's like, well, that's, that's it. Just dinner. And I'm like, Sid, what do you want? A parade? And he looks at me, he goes, Okay. <laughs> what do you know? So on Valentine's Day, I don't think we did anything except live in fear that whatever we did for Sid the next day wouldn't Wasn't be enough. Wasn't going to be enough. Oh my God. Yes. That's so funny. Oh, well, my kids are, well, especially Coco and Kat, my two younger ones. So they're ele- just turned 11 and 15. And they are in this really annoying stage where, no, I don't want anything. I, I, don't, I don't, I don't want to yeah. do anything. And then right before it's like, so what are we going to do? And then there's this huge (laughs) elaborate plan that I have to come up with in 48 hours. And it's, (laughs) and trust me, it's the parade. I'm like, it's so (laughs) bad. Yes. I understand this. It's so bad. All right. So on Valentine's day, I usually do a family Valentine's day. Oh, that's cute. And I totally, totally recommend this because Valentine's day proper sucks. Everything is a price fix venue. They True. put truffle. I hate truffle. They put truffle. Do you eat truffle? They put truffle oil everywhere. Well, like real truffle I like, but like the truffle oil shit, no. It's like rancid. I don't even like real truffle. And I lo- I don't know. I hate truffle. But and, and, and then there's a molten lava cake. I don't want that either. Totally. And don't tell me what to eat. I'm picky. I have to be able to yes. eat what I want to eat. Okay. Yes. So, so I just don't like Valentine's proper. So yes. we always do a family valentine's day at home usually okay. or, or we'll go out to a restaurant that doesn't have a price fix like like we'll go to nobu or like something that yes wouldn't somewhere have you can them. get your own shit going somewhere without the truffle and so we do that and i always get them little things and it's kind of fun but this year we were in new york because i had to do press okay. and so we're in new york and we had a great time but i said to terry i'm like don't buy me anything yeah um, i just want you to fill out this and i handed him this book that says i fucking love you and to, full Aww. disclosure I didn't really flip through it. I thought it was going to be like Mad Libs, right? So I'm like, this yeah. is going to be so easy. So I go, I go to fill it out on the plane, mine, because I got one yeah. for each of us, right? Yeah. And like on page 42, I mean, it's the longest thing ever. They wanted me to write a haiku. And I'm like, 
Oh, oh no. my God. A fucking haiku. I literally, I was like, wait, is that five, seven, five, seven? I had to look it up. Um, <laughs> thank God. Thank God there was Wi-Fi on the plane. And oh I my him, God. And I'm like, he's going to kill me. Oh my God. That when he gets so to the good. haiku place, <laughs> it's going to be bad. Anyway, ended up filling out. And I said, we still, we still haven't exchanged them yet. Oh my God. Oh, we, we got caught up. I see that on your Insta. Yeah, I'll, I'll the exchange. It. But now I feel like we should come up with one for real couples because when I when I did yeah. finally go through it, maybe when I need yeah. to do a collab on this. Yes. When I, when I did finally go through it, I'm like, normal couples, they don't talk like this. Right. It's right. got to be yeah. like, what irritates me about you the most, and why are you still okay with it? Oh, I love that. Exactly. Right. Yeah. We need a exactly. book. No, that would be amazing. I love that. Okay, let's talk about your lunches because I really, I'm telling you, like I peaked a long time ago, like like years and I'm okay with it. I'm totally okay with it. But you you haven't peaked yet. <laughs> You're still doing it. I'm still in the, ma- the lunch mode. You are. I used to do lunch mail. I had faces on things. Amazing. I had everything. Okay, so Jenny does this thing called dictator lunches and you have to go follow the account because it's like weirdly addicting and satisfying to watch what Sid has eaten and not eaten from the tray. But my first yeah. question is this, everyone posts that silver tray. Yeah. I, I have to know this. You, you there's a top. Yes. And then you put it <clears throat> in the backpack. No, I know. That's the thing about that tray. And I'm doing a collab with them. So like, I don't want to like bash the tray. It is like, I, I have to say it is my favorite of the ones that are out there, but Everyone what agrees. drives me crazy is that you can't really, you have to carry it like this. Yes. You have to carry it flat like a pizza box because mm-hmm. if you hold it up vertically and then you put it That's in, true. I'm going, that is not staying. That You're is true. sliding and it's irritating yeah. me. Yes, exactly. No. So I, I carry it and I just hand it to the teacher. That's true. No, it's not conducive for that. It's more like, it's a great lunchbox for like 20 somethings, people who are just like, you know, going to not for my seven year or eight year old who's going to like throw it in a backpack, but yeah, my or, four or maybe, year old is amazing because I just like take it and hand it to the teacher. Oh, okay. But, but Sid's is his like sideways? Sid, this drives me crazy. Sid's school, the one thing I don't like about Sid's school is that I'm not allowed to send lunch. I can only send lunch with Laszlo. Oh, you know, so, I've, I've heard of school. Oh, but you wrote that in the book. That, that was the same thing in the book, right? Crazy. Why uh, is that? Because they want to control like the allergens? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it makes me crazy. And my main complaint with like, I don't know, this, the, the schools, <laughs> the New York schools is like, you guys are so woke. You guys want to talk about everything. You guys want to, <clears throat> my sister's coming home saying, Columbus sucks. It's, in, it's Indigenous People's Day. You know, it's the Lunar New Year, like anything. And yet you're feeding these kids like it's 1982. Why is chocolate milk even on the menu? Why, how on earth does it make sense to give a kid a cookie dipped in frosting? Like, let me be the one giving them the rewards when they come home. I don't need you plying my kid with sweets and then giving them back to me. And they're like an, like a total gremlin psychopath in my bouncing so, off the walls. It's so true. I, the school that um, my younger two are at, they do a hot lunch there. And I was like, oh, this is cool. Cause they, they do from local restaurants. And I'm like, all right, let me see that's what they're, that's interesting. Let me see what they're serving. And then I looked and it's like Panda Express, Domino's. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, Beautiful. look, I like Panda. I'm in. Right. I like right. the chicken thing with the, you right. know, we call it chicken candy. Cause it's like right. chicken candy. Yes. I don't want them eating that for lunch. 
Thank you. Right? Why do you hate chocolate milk so much? Because there's so, well, one, the dairy, I'm not a big fan of dairy in general. And, uh, and they, he also has like some eczema. So just for the, him in general, I'm like, no dairy, stop. But chocolate milk, the amount of sugar in chocolate milk in like an eight ounce glass of chocolate. Are you guys insane? Just give them fucking candy. Then at that point, why not? Makes no sense. So I made, I made these shirts that I was selling for a while that said legalized weed banned chocolate milk. I remember it was funny. That was not definitely did not go over well with the school. Like when I was, (laughs) um, but then what was crazy is that like whatever I did worked for a while because Sid's like, oh, it's weird. A parent complained and there's no more chocolate milk. And I'm like, really? You're kidding. I just totally oh. like that. Then I find out, he's like, mom, good news this year. The chocolate milk is back. <laughs> I mean, it's just like. You can't win. This is Heather Dubrow's World. Delta-8 THC is a new cannabinoid that is sweeping the hemp and health and wellness markets. CBDX.com sells Delta-8 products, which feels just like cannabis. This is legal per 2018 farm bill that Congress passed. There are vape products, actual flower or bud, gummies, and even concentrates. Plus, they ship to 39 states. Use this code for 20% off your first order, Heather, and orders usually ship within 24 hours. Use their code for not only 20% off, but a free gram of dry bud with your order. Just four little letters, cbdx.com. Again, 20% off the entire site with code Heather. Do not drive or operate machinery when using these products. Please be responsible. Now back to Heather Dubrow's world. I remember, I remember when my kids were really little and um, the parents didn't want to give them soda. Right. And it's not like I was a proponent of soda, but I mean, I want to say they were like, maybe the twins were like, nine. Yeah. But I would watch the parents pouring apple juice and I, and I, and I would go, I'd rather not make soda taboo. Yes. And let them have a soda when we go out to a restaurant as a one, not the never, but like, there's no nutritional value to apple juice. Totally. The juices also, I'm so, why not just have a seven up? It's the same thing. Yeah. It's so crazy. I have a cookbook coming out in September and the dictator lunches and it's filled with like, you'll love it. It's all sorts of recipes that are kind of like, feel like right up your alley. Are they easy? Oh my God. I don't even own a food processor. They have to be so easy because I'm not a skilled chef. That's sort of my whole thing. I'm like, if I'm left-handed and can make this happen, guys, (laughs) you need scissors. Like... I saw that movie in the eighties with Joey Lawrence pulse. I think it was where all of the kitchen appliances come to life and try to kill you. Yes. I am. I can't even get near my garbage disposal without having a panic attack. So this, this cookbook is so easy. It's very, very straightforward. Okay. Well, you're going to have to come back on when the, when the book comes out. I love that. Definitely. Yeah. I, you know, like in their younger days, like I would, I'm not a cook at all. It skips a generation in my family. Like literally, like my mom's fantastic. My grandmother couldn't boil water. That's me. And so, but I did like, you know, I put meals together. Maybe not curated. I curated meals. I love a curator. 
<laughs> curated meals. And I did the cute sandwiches and the little, you know, faces and the lunch meal and, and, and all that. And like yes. I said, and then I peaked and then it's now it's over. <laughs> I even felt now you're on your own. Yo, you're, you're totally on your own. Bye. Um, and I felt guilty a few years, like now they're too old. They don't care. But like, I felt guilty maybe five years ago because I think my Coco was like, so-and-so gets lunch meal. I'm like, God damn, so-and-so's mother with a goddamn <laughs> lunch meal. Yes. How many, how many quotes can I come up with? There's only so <laughs> totally. many good ones. <laughs> totally. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, it's so, so bad. Quotes. And I did like, I mean, I was room mom and I used to do all the holiday. I did all, I was the Daisy troop leader. Oh my God. You see, you're so much better than me. I only do lunch. I don't, moms will text me for play dates and I don't even know who they are. I'm just like, who is this? Well, that's me now with the fourth one. Yeah. With the fourth one, I know no one. And even with my third, she'll say, talk about her friends. I'm like, "Uh, okay. Yeah. Which one is she? I don't know. Oh my God. That's so good. No, I've totally tapped out, which I think is fine. I think at some point you just, just you've done so much. You've overcompensated in other areas, but you are, you have a pass on some. Yeah. But here's the thing. They don't fucking remember. And this is what pisses me off. Terry basically ignored them until they were 12, except Coco. He's still ignoring really. So he doesn't really talk to them until they're fully formed. And they, (laughs) so they remember him. But they don't remember right. all the things that I did. So now what I do is every couple of weeks, I pull out scrapbooks and I leave them by the kitchen table. So before we sit for dinner, I'm like, peruse the scrapbook and see what I've done with you. Let me remind you. It's just a collection of photos that I happened to take when you were a small child. Yes. And I want you to see all the places that you went to. Yes. See how cute Look at all you the vacations they went on that we never were given. They're not I vacations. Think they're passports versus ours. They're trips. Vacations are when you get to relax. <laughs> trips. Business All right. Trip. So you have so much going on. I mean, you've got City of Likes. Yes. Amazing. Everyone get that. Dictator Lunches is coming out in the fall, your yes. cookbook, which I'm totally excited about. You've got um, your podcast, which Terry and I are on soon. You're on this week. We're on this week. That's so yes. exciting. Okay. So listen to Third Wheel. And, um, what else do you, what else do you want to do besides your collab with me about our Valentine's gift? I want to do our Valentine's book. I'm really looking forward to that. And (laughs) I just want to, honestly, I, I just want to like start being able to live in the world again. I've like, I don't have, I haven't had a social life in a while, so it would be nice to just go out, have friends. You know what? Once Jason's gone for six weeks, I'm going to have, I'm just going to become like a single mom in the city. I'll be out a lot. Why do you call him Jaden? Oh, so yeah. I mean, I love that you asked me this question about like having resentment about his career. Cause like, that's like my entire relationship with him was like laced with that. So I call him Jaden because my phone started every time I would write Jason, my phone would autocorrect to Jaden. And then I was like, I kind of love it because you know, so many people I feel like, especially earlier on in our, in our marriage were like, would talk to me because they knew I was with him or, you know, and I just liked how Jaden just sort of takes all the Jason Biggs away from him. (laughs) Takes him down a notch. Takes him down a notch. It's a little condescending. He actually made me stop doing it. And I don't know if you've noticed it all, but now I have to call him Jason again because he's like, I'm actually offended by this. (laughs) That is so funny. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, Well, I adore you. You're fabulous. I you continue- are, and thank you for reading my book. Yeah, I loved it. Continued success on everything. Terry and I are going to be back in the city next month. I would, would love to get to. Oh, oh he's on the way. But I was going to say, let's have dinner. 
Let's have dinner. Yes. I mean, seriously, maybe Jason will be back for one of his visits. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take the onus off of you. We'll be your conversational Thank thirds. You. Thank <laughs> you. Re-entry. Anytime. Thank you. <laughs> Thank You're you. fantastic. And tell everyone how to find you on social media. So I'm at Jenny Mullen on Instagram. And I think I'm Jenny and Teets, my deceased poodle, T-E-E-T-S on Twitter. And that's kind of, yeah, JennyMullen.com. It's awesome. Thanks again for being here. Thank you, Heather. Thank you so much. I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye. This is Heather Dubrow's world. Here's Heather. Ah, that was fun. She's so cute. You guys, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for all the support. If you have a second, go to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, say what you love about Heather Dubrow's world, and we will see you guys next week when I'm going to tell you everything that happened and where I've been. Thank you so much for listening to Heather Dubrow's World. Download new episodes every Thursday and Friday on Podcast One, the Podcast One app, or Apple Podcasts. And please make sure to subscribe to the show and leave a lovely five-star rating. Go to Apple Podcasts and say how much you love Heather Dubrow's World. See you next week. Stream the biggest movies and TV shows for free on Pluto TV. Watch movies like Titanic and G.I. Joe, The Rise of Cobra, plus TV shows like CSI and Star Trek The Next Generation. Starting this month, check out the 24-7 Stargate channel exclusively on Pluto TV, plus hundreds of channels and thousands of movies and TV shows absolutely free. Download the free Pluto TV app on your favorite streaming device and start watching today.